Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. So please take a moment to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us to bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that work best for you. We've got an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. Mark chapter 11, I'm here, just a few minutes I want to share with you. I want to speak to you from the subject, speak to mountains. Mark chapter 11, verse 20. Then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Three times Jesus gives this illustration to disciples that are learning to grow their faith. They're being challenged in their faith. Their faith is being stretched. In Mark 11, Matthew 17, and Luke 17, Jesus over and over says, you can say. You can say to the mountain. You can say to the mountain. And even one time he said, you can say to a mulberry tree, be plucked up by the roots and cast into the sea. If you have faith in God. He said anything is possible. He's teaching them about the power of declaration. I told you last week that your praise has power. Your praise has authority. And what if in November, rather than just on the last Thursday where we eat turkey and watch the Dallas Cowboys triumph. (laughs) That what if in this month you would just make up your mind that you were going to have a month of declaration. That you're going to be thankful because the Bible says when we walk into his presence, we are to enter his courts with thanksgiving. And when we come into his presence, we come as people of praise. And Jesus is teaching them that they have faith in God and their heart is right and aligned, that their declaration has authority. First of all, what you have to understand is that words are powerful. Words have power. Words have authority in them. Matter of fact, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 20 says this, From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. What he's saying here, the writer is declaring, your mouth will produce a harvest. And Jesus would tell his disciples, not in the time where you're seeing miracles unfold where a small lunch is feeding multitudes or I'm walking on water or calming the storm. He's telling them in a season of transition, he says, you can speak to the mountain. Now, the mountain is a metaphor. It's not a literal mountain he's talking about. He's not talking about a mountain made of of dirt and rock, but he's talking about the, the circumstances of their life. He's talking to people that have trouble with their mouth. Matter of fact, the Bible even tells us that Peter, the one closest to Jesus, The Bible said he would curse. He was a cusser. There's hope for some of you. I'm joking. No condemnation in here. But wasn't it something that to be the mouthpiece of Pentecost, Jesus chose him? The one that Jesus continually had to say, Peter, we know we've talked about this. You can't say that. He would deny that he even knew Jesus. He's the one that Jesus chose and the kingdom chose to be the mouthpiece of Pentecost. That just shows you when the Holy Spirit and grace covers your weaknesses. He can use them as weapons for the kingdom. He can take the weaknesses of your life and make them testimonies in the kingdom. And when you understand that, it changes everything. Words are powerful. They have authority. They have the ability to go before you. 
But not only are words powerful, words are expression of what you believe. What's in you will eventually come out of you. The words you speak are really the declaration of your belief system. It doesn't take me long to be around someone and tell you what they believe, what they stand for. Sometimes they'll tell you even if you don't ask. Because what's in them comes out. It doesn't take me long to be around someone and I can tell you where they've been, what they're dealing with, or even where they'll end up. Because their words that are coming out of them, it's declaring who they are, their belief system. It's declaring, and I'm telling you, the words in you have power. You can say things that are said out of anger and it shaped your future. You can say things out of hurt, and those things that you say out of hurt and fear, they guide your tomorrow. You can say things that are laced with doubt and they dampen your faith. But you can destroy a whole lot of things by just the mere declaration of your words. But what if you understand your words have a power to build because they come from a belief system? He said, have faith in God. He said, not in the things around you, not in the mountain, not in the circumstance. Have faith in God. Then you can say to the circumstance or the mountain, be removed. And it will be cast into the sea. Why? Because anything is possible with God. What if we understood that I'm sorry, forgive me, has power? It's not only freeing to the people you forgive, it's freeing to you. I'm wrong, forgive me. That's tough. I believe in you. I have faith in you. I have faith that God will see you through me, through us, through this. I can do all things through Christ. Because he gives me strength. Those are building words. Those are words that are life-giving. Your words frame your world. Your words frame your world. Hebrews tells us that by faith, the worlds were framed by the very word of God. And you were created in the image of God. So if God framed these worlds with his words, you and I created in his image, we have the power to frame our world. We have the power to frame the narrative of our world. We have the power to frame who we are. We have the ability to call those things as not, as though they already are. And you and I have the ability by faith to declare that we are not what we see in the mirror, but we are what the Word of God declares. We are not our last failure, but we are the yes and the amen of the kingdom. We are not labeled, but we are set aside and we have been sanctified for a sacred use according to the Word of God. We are the plan of God, the purpose of God in the earth. And when you realize I have the ability and you have the ability to frame this world and your world with your words, what you do, it changes your outlook. It changes. So I've challenged you. Let November be a, a, a month of Thanksgiving. And I'm telling you, it may just be that you want to carry it into December. Maybe into next year. But what if you just determine in this month of Thanksgiving, every day you're going to get up and have a positive confession. We just talked about the renewing of our mind and our mastermind series. And what is in you will eventually come out of you. If there's a residue of negativity, if there is just something that is saturated and filtered into your belief system, it will eventually come out. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and renew you daily, you get up in the morning with a different outlook. Even though you're fighting the battle, here's where you become more than a conqueror. When you stand at the base of a circumstance or a mountain and you look at the mountain and say, yes, you are large and you are grand, but I serve a God that is well able to move the mountain. Have faith in God. I told you last week about the power of your praise. And we talked about when the children of Israel got to Jericho. And the Bible said when they got to Jericho, two things happened. 
The Bible said they were marching around this wall that contained a promise that God had given them long before they even entered the wilderness. And the Bible said that God asked something of them. He said, I want you to march around these walls for six days on the sixth day. Then on the seventh day, get up early and march around them seven times. But he said, do something on the seventh day. He said, get the priest to get the ram's horn. And he said, I want you to put soldiers guarding the ark. Two things. He said, guard the anointing you're carrying and get the horn of victory in your hand. And here's what he said. When you start going around the seventh time, when you get around the seventh time, begin to blow the trumpet. I told you this last week. If you weren't here, here it is. When they blew that trumpet, the ram's horn, the horns were used for different things, different types of horn, different long blasts. The, the blast that they were, they were giving and declaring and the horn they were holding was a horn that was used when victory had been won. And here's what you've got to see. They were blowing this horn while walls were still standing. They were blowing this horn while they, while they still saw the king that was inside the walls ruling over the promise they had been giving. And what they were saying was, we're going to blow the trumpet and we're going to blow the horn of victory even though we do not have it yet. This is what people that are more than conquerors do. They stand at the base of their mountain and declare victory when the mountain still looms. They stand in the face of depression and declare freedom when depression is still trying to rob them of their present and their future. They stand at a moment of crisis and they declare to the crisis that they are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Why? Because he is in their life and he is well able. And I'm telling you, this Jericho moment was powerful. Before the walls ever came down, people of praise begin to rise up. And if you and I would rise up before God does it, I'm telling you, it activates something in the heavenlies that cannot be silenced by the adversary. We get to Jericho again. And here's where we're going to close. I'm going to ask Chris to go ahead and come to the keys. We get to Jericho again. And I want you to get this in your spirit. I really sense the Lord wants to do something. They get to Jericho again, the same place where walls fell, the same place where God gave the children of Israel a promise that they didn't have to fight for. You know, I was in Israel a few years ago and I was being led on a, on a tour with a small group of pastors and we got to Jericho and our Palestinian guy began to tell us about Jericho. Not a believer, but I said, where are the walls of Jericho? I don't see the ruins. And he said, pastor, you must not read your Bible. He said, the walls fell flat. See, when God removes the walls, he removes the rubble. When God removes the walls, he removes the debris. When we knock the wall down, we usually have to fight through all the rubble and debris of life. They fell flat. They get to Jericho. Now Jesus is in Jericho. And this is what the Bible says. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard them, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside the coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith, for your faith. Go for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see. Here it is. And he followed Jesus down the road. Here's what happens. Jesus comes to Jericho. 
The Bible said when he gets to Jericho, the same place the people of God were given a promise through their acts of worship and not through the hand of warfare. The Bible said when he gets there, this blind man heard that Jesus was in the vicinity. The Bible says your faith comes by. And if you never get it in your ears and out of your mouth, if you never get it in your ears, into your spirit and out of your mouth, the Bible said when he heard that Jesus was there, something began to stir. And the Bible said as Jesus was passing, this blind man that was sitting over here with all of the other people that were allowed to beg began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David. And those around him said, could you be quiet? We're trying to have church. This was not on the schedule. We do not see you on the order of service. But you know what the Bible says? He cried even louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. It really wasn't just trying to get his attention. You know what he was really saying? I know who you are, and I know what you can do. I know who you are, and I know what you... The minute he said, Jesus, son of David, what he was saying was, nobody in this crowd may know it, but I know who you are. You are the Messiah. You have been come from the lineage of David, and when you come, you come with healing in your wing. Jesus, son of David, I know who you are, and I know what you can do. I know who you are, and I know what you can do. And something happened. Jesus stopped everything. Here's how church people are. The minute they tried to quiet him down, he wouldn't be quiet. And then Jesus went and said, oh, cheer up. <laughs> Jesus wants you. The Bible said he got up and this is what he does. Come on, stand to your feet with me. I got to let you go. I got to catch an airplane. <laughs> listen, listen, look at me. This is what he did. And this is what some of you are going to do in this season of declaration. When he gets up, the Bible said he threw aside his garment. You know what the garment was that Bartimaeus wore? It was like a parking pass. It was a garment given to him by the people of authority in that region that allowed him to beg, that allowed him to sit with all the other beggars, that allowed him to sit with all the other people that had issues to get his daily needs met. And the minute he got up, he threw aside the garment. I'm praying in this season of declaration, some of you throw aside the labels, some of the things that have defined you, some of the things that have tried to tell you who you are, the things that have tried to mark you and make you think this is your lot in life. He threw aside the garments. They took him over to Jesus and Jesus asked a funny question. He said, what is it you want me to do? Now watch, he's having to get over to Jesus. He can't see, he's blind. It's like, Jesus, who's the blind one here? Jesus didn't need to know. He knew what the man, but he said, I want you to tell me what you want because there are power in your words. There is a power in your declaration. There is something about you speaking and the Bible says we have not because we ask not. And this is what he said. He said, I need you to tell me what you're after. He said, I would that I receive my sight. And the Bible said, Jesus said this. He said, your faith has made you whole. I'm telling you, the minute you opened your mouth, it activated the heavens. The minute that you would not let those around you silence you, it activated the heaven. The minute that you would not let the other voices stop your declaration, it activated the heaven. The minute you decided you were going to get louder than all the voices around you, it activated the heaven. And I'm telling you, for some of you, you just need to get louder than every voice around you. You need to get louder than everything that has tried to silence you. Jesus! Son of David!
me. What he was saying is, I know who you are and I know what you can do. When you get up in the morning and you declare, this is the day that the Lord had made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know what you're saying? I know who you are and I know what you can do. Every time you rise up and declare a hallelujah, you're declaring, I know who you are and I know what you can do. Your words have power. Your words have authority. Your words have the ability to speak to your today and declare your tomorrow. Come on, if you need a mountain move, lift your hand. If it's a big, big mountain, lift both your hands. Oh, there's mountain moving faith in this room today. Some of you, he's about to strip back some labels. Some of you, he's about to heal some insecurities. For some, he's getting ready to just mend a wounded heart. He's getting ready to conquer some depression, oppression. Because your faith is what Jesus said. He said, it just takes little faith because little faith grows. When you unlock a declaration, little faith can't stay little any longer. When you unlock a declaration, little faith moves from a seed to a tree. And it gets rooted and grounded and it begins to grow. And Jesus said, you know what? Your declaration is like a seed. And it's moving and germinating through faith. And I'm telling you, for some of you today, it's going to be the beginning. This season is going to be the beginning where your house begins to turn. Where God begins to reveal himself in some hidden places. Where God shows up and works in some places that you've just written off and forgot about. I know you're lifting your hands. I'm sorry. Come on, throw them up if you're believing for a miracle. If you're at church online, I'm going to pray over you today, and then we'll go right back into worship. Father, I declare today, Father, that you are working. Father, you are on your throne. You are high and lifted up. You are an alpha God, an omega God, a beginning God, and an ending God. You have the first word and the final word. So, Father, we give you a declaration of praise, Father. Not just a a little hallelujah we throw out there, but something that comes from the depths of our spirit that declares we know who you are and we know what you can do. We know you are well able. You are well able to move every mountain. You are well able, Father, to go before us us and make every crooked place straight. You are able to declare a new season in spite of the now season. You are well able, Father, to reveal yourself in healing and deliverance, Father. You are well able, Father, to bring prosperity where there is lack. Father, you are well able to calm a troubled spirit and a troubled mind. So we declare through our praise, depression is being broken. Through our praise, oppression is being annihilated. Through our place, Father, freedom is being released. And we declare, he that the Son has set free is free indeed. So, Father, once again, we declare we know who you are. We know who you are. We know who you are. Matter of fact, nudge your neighbor. Say, I know who he is. And I know what he can do. Come on now, put your hands together with a yes and an amen. A yes and an amen. A yes and an amen. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. And you can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. 
You can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today, and we'll see you next time.